Hey everybody, it's Brother Gary down here in Mexico, and you're going to hear my goats. They're going crazy this morning, but I hope you're having a great day, and uh, we're going to dig right in this morning. We're going to go to the book of Romans today, the book of Romans chapter number two. Now, remember this, Romans is basically the constitution for the Christian, right? Whatever nation you live in has a constitution. It tells you how things uh, go about their business, how you're to... uh, live within the confines of that nation. And so that's what Romans does for the Christian, tells us all about our justification, sanctification, how to be born again, all those different things. And uh, great revivals have been started through the preaching of the book of Romans. So let's dig into chapter number two, chapter number two, and we're going to talk about experiencing God's true riches, all right? Uh, It says, therefore, Thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art, that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? And so what we see is this, is uh, he's not speaking to the Christian. Its context, as as you continue on through chapter 2, is dealing with the self-righteous or the so-called good man. And so we, we come into those, we oftentimes run into people, well, I'm a pretty good person and all of this. And he starts out in verse number one, the self-righteous judgment. And, you know, Matthew chapter seven, very popular verse, uh, several verses there, verses one through five, uh, it says, judge not that you be not judged. And it's, it's talking about this self-righteous judgment. And he is saying here also that you're judging another and you're condemning yourself because you're doing the same thing. And he calls it inexcusable. He calls it inexcusable. He says, you can't defend this. This is without excuse, the way that you're judging somebody. And you're doing in such a way you are condemning yourself. You're doing the same thing. He moves on to verse number two, and he talks about God's judgment. You see, God's judgment is different than man's judgment. God's judgment is truth. And he does it according to his word, John 17, 17. He tells us in verse number three that the self-righteous, they're delusional. You're very delusional. Thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment? You don't think God's going to judge you for your self-righteousness here? And then he he says next, we see in verse number four, that the the self-righteous don't see what's right in front of them. They don't see what's right in front of them. They don't see, first of all, God's goodness. And that goodness may be considered God's kindness to us in regard to our past sin. He has been good to us because he has not judged us yet, though we deserve it. He also talks about 
the forbearance, God's forbearance. That may be considered God's kindness to us in regard to our present sin. This very day, indeed this very hour, we have fallen short of his glory, yet he holds back his judgment against us. And he talks about his long-suffering. That long-suffering may be considered God's kindness to us in regard to our future sin. He knows that we will sin tomorrow and the next day, yet he holds back his judgment against us. And see, the Apostle Paul, he begins, if you look at verse number four, he calls this God's riches. God's riches. The three aspects of God's kindness, the riches of God's mercy, is measured by these four considerations we'll look at. His greatness. His greatness. To wrong a a great man is a great wrong, and God is greatest of all. Yet he shows his mercy. His omniscience. If someone knew all our sin, would they show mercy? Yet God shows mercy to you and I. His power. Sometimes wrongs are not settled because they're out of our power. Yet God is able to settle every wrong against him. Yet he is rich in mercy. You see, knowing who God is and what he can do should result in great humility, not pride. It brings an awakening. It is like I am going down the one-way street and I feel like I'm okay and I'm looking around. The weather's great and all of these things. And all of a sudden I realize, I see a sign, I am going the wrong way. And now I am awakened. Oh, my, I've got to turn around. I've got to do it a different way. I got it before another car comes and hits me or I get a ticket or whatever it may be. And that is what the goodness of God does. It is his riches. It leads to repentance. It causes a turnaround, a turnabout. You see, the question I have for you today is this. How is your relationship with the all-powerful and knowing God? Are you religious and self-righteous? Or have you truly been born again as the Bible teaches? My friend, you must realize, you must place your full trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel is the death He came and he bore all of our sins, past, present, and future. He paid the debt. He died on that cross. Then three days later, he rose from the grave to prove that he could pay the debt and that he was the Messiah and that he was Almighty God. My friend, today you could put your complete faith and trust in him by just saying, Dear God, I have sinned against you. And I believe what you did on Calvary. I'm putting my complete faith and trust in what you did on Calvary to save me. Please forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Maybe you're saved today, but you've forgotten God's mercy and grace upon you. My friend, maybe just stop and say, Lord, thank you. 
Maybe he's caused a great awakening in you. May the Lord bless you as you meditate on this and act as he touches your heart.